Hello, welcome to the Fantasy Sports Collective Podcast. It's your host, Jay Dub. It's another week five slate looking at college fantasy football and talking a little bit about where we stand with the top teams. What did we learn this weekend? So catch you on the flip side. This is America. Don't get you slipping now. Don't get you slipping now. Look what I'm whipping now. What a weekend of games. We finally had some good matchups, some really good games. I think Colorado, uh, Oregon, we were all excited about. Notre Dame, Ohio State, even Bama, Ole Miss. You got Lane Kiffin facing off against one of his old bosses in Saban. Plenty more good matchups out there. So what did we learn? I think Pac-12 remains arguably the toughest conference. You've got USC, Washington, Oregon, Utah, who are all top 10 stalwarts. Those are really good programs. Uh, I think Utah is not quite in the top 10, but they should be. They look really good. And I think all of those schools, for the most part, have been tested with uh, other heavyweight, other conference teams. Maybe the exception of USC has not had a really tough uh, matchup. Although th- that changed a little bit this weekend. They're going on the road to Colorado, so that should be interesting. And the conference has also got Washington State, who looks really good and won the Pack the future Pac two championship game this weekend at home versus Oregon State 38-35. What really good matchup. And then you got Colorado, who's obviously much improved. They're not a national contender, but they're better. And then UCLA has also been playing pretty well. So pretty deep. All those teams have been ranked at some point in this conference this year. And all of them except for Colorado and UCLA are ranked. So you've got I think you've got six teams right now in the top 25, four in the top 11-ish or so. So what do we learn? One, I would say Oregon may be better than we're getting them credit for. This potentially could be the strongest squad ever. I know that's bold. This is a team that had some great teams, particularly early 2010s with Marcus Mariota, the Michael James under the former Chip Kelly, and then after just after he left. But they've been strong. They blew out Portland State. Granted, I made a joke on this pod a couple of weeks ago that they were playing a community college, but they still won 81-7, which is legit. Then they played a Hawaii WCC school the next week and soundly beat them 55-10. They won soundly against Texas Tech on the road in Lubbock 38-30. Score was looks a little bit closer than it really was. And then this past weekend at home just blew out Colorado. It was 42-0 late in the fourth. Sudir Sanders and Colorado drove down and got a kind of cheapy really against backups at that point. So really solid performance. And I think it says more about Oregon, quite frankly, than it does Colorado. I, I we, we knew Colorado had no defense. They were struggling to hold teams back, even Colorado State blow by blow with them. But they have a really good offense, and I, I think they've got a pro quarterback and, and Dion's youngest son, Shadir. So for their defense to play the way they have, I'm going to be interested and curious to see how they go along here. And they've got some big games coming up. They still have to play SC, and they got to play Washington. So that's going to be a it's a tough sledding for them, but we're gonna we're gonna see. I think they could be maybe the the class of the, the conference, and we're gonna learn a lot this weekend. By the way, with USC, it's it, it's clear to me they have the the best skill position offensive talent in the nation. I've seen I think every team play now have a good grasp, or at least all the top teams play got a good grasp of just the talent from a recruiting standpoint, and then how it's translating on the field. They have. A handful of NFL wide receivers, without a doubt, on that squad, including two great freshman receivers. They've got a few NFL-level running backs. They have the best quarterback in the country, Caleb Williams. they got a five-star true freshman quarterback behind him, and they are just deep, and they're really hard. 
it's really going to be really hard to outscore them. So I'll be curious to see that game against Colorado this weekend. I think it's a really good measuring stick for USC. Colorado is going to bring their all. They're at home. USC is on the road. I expect USC to win that game, but is it close? If it's close, that's a good sign for Colorado and maybe not a great sign for SC. Again, it's one week. It's on the road. It's going to be crazy. So don't I won't read too much into it, but I'm excited to see that game. Let's flip to, let's look at the, the SEC. I, this is a down year for SC, SC, <laughs> SEC. It sure appears so for, to me. You have Alabama who struggled, at least for them. They took on a potential roadblock in Lane Kiffin's Ole Miss this weekend and gave them a you know good ground game, won the game. But Bama is not a national championship contender. That's pretty clear, especially when they played outside the, the, the conference against South Florida two weeks ago. They struggled to win there. And then playing Texas, they lost to Texas. They're just not quite there, I don't think. And I think it was telling that Ole Miss, who was undefeated, looked like they could have been a big contender, couldn't muster a, a more competitive effort against Bama. And they just look across the conference. Most of these teams have been upset. Florida got beat soundly by Utah earlier in the season. LSU got soundly beat by Florida State. It's just, it's not the it's not the year you would expect. SEC is struggling in their non-conference games, beating up on each other. I, right now, it looks like it's going to be Georgia or bust for the SEC in terms of a title. Could be wrong. It's still very early. Georgia still looks very good. But a lot of quarterback trans, transitions going on, particularly at Bama, Georgia as well. So we'll see. ACC, though, looks good. And I think the ACC this year is a potential breakout for the Florida schools. Yeah, Florida State looks like they may be underrated. They had to go overtime to Clemson, but they didn't play their best game. Clemson got up. It was at Clemson. And when it mattered, they stepped up and they won. Miami's look good this this season so far, too. They're 4-0. They haven't played the big-time game, so there's not that, okay, they're a big boy, let's take notice. But they're winning soundly playing. The other team I'll call out, Duke, playing uh, okay schedule, but solid. They beat a, a Big Ten team a couple weeks back. They're, they're, they're 4-0. So we're going to start seeing as these teams get into, into the conference schedule and they continue to win. But ACC's got some, it looks a little top-heavy, but got some really good teams. Let's go. The Big Ten's got three top 10 teams. It's the usual suspects, Michigan, Ohio State, and Penn State. They're all undefeated. I'd say Ohio State, it's clear they've got a quarterback transition that's been a little bit rough. They continue to find ways to win, though. And I think this weekend, just grinding it out against Notre Dame in a tough game. Notre Dame looks good this year. To win that in the end is huge for them. They've still got some big games coming up, particularly Penn State, Michigan. So that's really the class of that conference. And in fact, those are the only three teams in the Big Ten that are ranked. So unclear about but about that conference. And then Big 12. I think the Big 12 right now, they've got Texas leading the charge, ironically, in their last year in the conference. They've had a signature win already against Bama. They obviously have the, the big matchup with Oklahoma coming up. If they can advocate that, win, that game, win, go through, win the conference title, They'll be in the national championship mix. So I like Texas. They got to keep keep playing up. Outside of that, I think those are really your core contenders. And we're going to learn a lot in the next couple of weeks. The first four weeks or so have been a few matchups. We've learned some. It's been exciting for Colorado. Let's see if they stay in the picture. This weekend would be a signature win if they could pull it off against SC. I don't see it happening. And then you've got the Big Ten three with uh, Ohio State, Michigan, and and Penn State, ACC, it's it looks like it's Miami, Florida State, 
maybe Duke's going to sneak in there. Clemson, this is not their year. They've obviously or they've already lost two games. And as I mentioned, the Big 12, uh, the only team I'd take seriously right now there is Texas. Oklahoma looks okay, but we'll see when they start playing some tough opponents what ends up there. So the net is where it's early. There's a lot more excitement to come. Um, I think it's going to be an interesting Big 12 changing a lot, losing Oklahoma and Texas next year. Those are the class of the Big 12. Pac-12 is essentially dissolving, aside from the, the Pac-2, and they're having maybe their best year of football in a long time. So that's pretty exciting. And the ACC is forging back and having a, having a good year, at least particularly those three schools, two of which have tremendous football history in the U and in Florida State. So excited to see that. Okay, I'm going to transition over to just typical weekly rundown. Who are some top college fantasy football free agent targets? I'm going to go through this. I'm looking at, just to give you the context, I'm looking at players for the most part are available in roughly, let's call it 65, 70% of leagues. Most of the guys I'm going to tell you about are available in 85 to almost 90% of leagues. I'm using fan tracks data. Uh, they're one of the best for college fantasy. They got all the players, do a really good job. So I highly recommend them. I've been using them for about, I don't know, 10, 12, 13, 14 years. I think we started off with CBS and they stopped supporting it around early 2010s and we switched over. Big fan of Fantrax. They have a free offering and they have a the paid offering as well. So it's Fantrax data. I'm going to kick it off. And by the way, this only is inclusive of the major conferences. We only look at and play ACC, Big Ten, SEC and Pac-12, and we've got a couple of the independent schools, Notre Dame being one of them. So I'm a little bit limited here. I'm not going to be going to tier two schools, WCC. We actually don't even play. We play Big 12, but we only play Oklahoma, Texas because they're going to the SECs. Anyhow, I'll kick it off. At quarterback, two guys I'd call out. One is Haynes King from Georgia Tech. He's 33% owned. So he's a little bit on the high scale. It's actually the highest I'll, I'll call out. Um, but still surprised that he's he's only up from 20% a couple weeks ago. He's had back-to-back big games. Guy just puts up numbers. He's one of the better uh, quarterbacks out there. He's in the top 10 right now. So if you're looking for a quarterback, um, you need a bi-week guy or you have someone who's underperforming, go look at him. Uh, next is Jack Plummer. Uh, he's 23% owned, so still a little bit above that threshold. But he's been playing well, too. He's a Louisville senior quarterback. Haynes King, by the way, is a sophomore, true, uh, a redshirt sophomore. Plummer's been hot. He's averaging almost 26 points per game, top 20 guy. Has really come on the last couple of weeks. So I'd recommend him if you're looking for a quarterback. Next guy is the most owned that I'll call out. And then the rest of the guys are going to be in that 85, all of them are 85 plus percent. But it's Cameron Scadabo. I'm probably butchering his name. Arizona State, he had a breakout game versus SC this week, scored 39 fantasy points. If he'd been a regular, if he can get into a regular sustained role, he's going to put up good numbers. He looked very good. He's playing Cal this week, so good potential fit. If he's available in your league, maybe pick him up, throw him in there. He could be turning a quarter and becoming a, a big cog there for Arizona State. Uh, next guy I've got is a little bit preemptive move. He's available in 89% of leagues. His name is Jamal Haynes, Georgia Tech running back. I guess there's a theme here. There's a couple of Georgia Tech guys now I've already called out in the first four. He's been heavily involved in both the run and the pass game. He had a big game versus Wake. He's worth an ad as a kind of a running back three flex kind of guy with some upside. And he's got progressive more touches as most recent weeks. Next, I'd call it one last running back here, Tyrone Tracy Jr. from Purdue. He's only 7% known, so he's available in 83 or 93% of leagues. 
He's more of a plotter. He's gotten a few catches through the beginning of the season, but he's really a short yardage guy. He's got four TDs so far. If he could carve out a larger role, he'd be a must start because he's getting the TDs. But at the very least, at the back of your lineup for bye weeks, for injuries, I recommend preemptively picking him up. On the right receiver side, I got two guys, or I should have three guys for you, two from one school, ironically. First one is uh, Mississippi State, Lida Trick Griffin. I don't know if I'm butchering his name, but he's only 10% owned. So he got 90% of the leagues he's available. He had a huge week four, seven for 256 in a TD, but he's had six plus targets the past three weeks. And he had this breakout against South Carolina. This wasn't like a FBS D2 level school. Like he's he had a solid effort. I'd definitely be looking at him in most leagues. Again, in nine of every 10 leagues, he's available. So definitely be looking to pick him up. And then I'm going to call out two Washington State receivers, two starters, Josh Kelly, Kyle Williams. They're respectively 14 and 12% owned. I think Josh Kelly in particular, getting more looks, definitely going after him first. And Kyle Williams is a nice kind of backup play there. I think maybe they're both available because it's the backwoods of college football, Washington State up in Pullman. They throw a lot though, and they're good this year. They they beat Wisconsin a couple of weeks ago. They had a home game again, the Pac two championship game, quote unquote, against Oregon State this past week. And Oregon State's very good. They're both top fifteen programs at the time. And Washington State pulled out thirty eight thirty five. They're a fun brand of football. I can see a lot of them on TV. Maybe Pac Pac twelve after dark, but they're good ads in fantasy. They're getting a ton of targets. They're both being on pace to be top thirty five college fantasy football receivers this year. So. Definitely call them out. And I've got one tight end for you. Ironically, this guy, he's only, uh, he's available at 82% of leagues. His name is Luke Haas. Haas, I'm mispronouncing it, but it's H-A-S-Z, Arkansas tight end. He has received consistent targets. And he's currently the number one fantasy scorer through four weeks, he's, but he's only scored 50 points, which tells you how hard it is to find some scoring at this position. Uh, but he finally had a breakout game this past weekend. He exploded for 118 yards and two TDs against LSU. He's not going to do that every week, but he's consistently getting targets. The fact he did that against LSU, difficult defense. LSU's down a little bit this year, but still, he's going to continue to be a factor. He's worth an ad. He's going to be a top waiver claim, I bet you, this year or this week because people need tight ends. So on that note, I appreciate you listening. I hope you all have a great day. Let's have an awesome week of football. I can't wait for Saturday. It's going to be some great games. I'm, I'm looking forward to the Sanders, Colorado Buffs versus the Trojans matchup. It's going to be a good measuring stick for where both programs are. Anyhow, on that note, have a great one. Take care. Thank you. Bye-bye. Before we leave, let me tell you a little something. Uptown, funk you up. Uptown, funk you up. Uptown. Funk you up, uptown, funk you up. <laughs> I said, 